Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello there once again, and uh, welcome to our thousands of fans in podcast land right around the world who are tuning in once more to the Irish Examiner Sports Podcast. Now we're continuing our trawl around the world in terms of GA. And uh, this week, I'm delighted to welcome to the programme John White. And John is the Gaelic Games Europe Secretary. John, you're a busy man at the best of times, I'd say, with that title. Uh, busier, though, than most in the last couple of weeks. Good afternoon, Colin. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been very busy, actually, from a point of view, giving advice to different regions uh, around Europe. We've got 22 countries, uh, up to 95 clubs. Uh, of course, a lot of uh, um, the areas, the regions are in different jurisdictions. So it's uh, we're giving advice basically that to go along with what the local government authorities say. Very, very difficult times, though. As I said at the introduction, John, when you're trying to kind of spread a message to 22 different countries, um, like... Is it extremely difficult now in that the advice that you might be giving in one jurisdiction could be completely different to one in another jurisdiction? Yeah, that, that's very true, Colm. We can't generalise uh, for all of Europe uh, because of the lockdown and some c- countries are coming out of the lockdown at different paces. Uh, for example, the Czech Republic would be a little bit quicker than for Spain, for example. So in terms of the questions and the queries that land on your desk, John. What have been the, the main issues you've been dealing with over the last couple of weeks? Well, it's mainly advice going forward. I mean, most countries and clubs where they're based uh, are going along with the advice of the local authorities. Uh, some clubs have also seeking advice for us yet going forward. Uh, we had a query even today about doing drills after the lockdown uh, from um, a club in Prague. Uh, they were looking for uh, what type of drills they could do uh, where we'd have social distancing. They're starting back training tonight. Wow. And in terms of you dealing then with Crow Park, uh, how, how, what's the relationship like back to Dublin and back to GAHQ? Or are you a separate entity yourself? Yeah, we would be separate. I mean, the Crow Park and LGFA and the Camogie Association, they would be giving advice together for mostly for Ireland. We take that advice on board, but obviously we're in different jurisdictions, different countries, so we're dealing completely uh, with facts from different uh, areas around Europe. 
Okay, now you mentioned 22 countries, 95 clubs. In terms of boots on the ground, how many members does uh, Gaelic Games Europe actually have? About uh, 3,000 members. And would many of those be actually Irish? Uh, actually, in France, most of them are, are French. Uh, in, the, in Iberia, we have a sub-region uh, called Galicia and a sub-region Andalusia. In uh, Galicia, uh, all the clubs there are non-Irish, they're all Galicians. So there must be quite a lot of cultural issues as well too, John, for you to, to, to work around. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Well, we deal in English. We uh, we deal in English with the clubs themselves, but the clubs uh, in France or Galicia, they'll have their own um, committees, which would be dealing the local language, obviously. And then we have going up to the Nordics. You know, they have their languages up there too. So we're dividing it into different regional committees coming and going forward. In terms of the organisation itself, like seems to be growing strength to strength. Every year we're hearing of GA clubs opening up uh, around the continent, around the world. Uh, in terms of competitions and stuff, John, what sort of format, how do you divide out a landmass as big as Europe? Yeah, as I said, it's, we're divided into five different regions. We have um, the Benelux, Central and East, Iberia, Northwest and the Nordics. So they have their own tournaments in these regions. So they organize three or four tournaments uh, throughout the, the summer or the whole season. And then we have one large finals called the Pan Euros, which we're hoping to hold in Acarunia um, this October. You're saying hoping to hold, you're holding out hope? Yeah, I mean, with travel uh, restrictions, uh, it's not looking good at the moment, but we won't take that decision yet. Okay. In relation to the advice here back in Ireland in terms of pitches not being opened until July 20th and a lot of question marks over training and groups coming together, where are the the moves being made around Europe in terms of returning to, to some class of um, gathering? Well, Zurich, for example, uh, where I'm based, they've, they're starting training tonight with social distancing. And we've had to bring up a protection protocol regarding COVID-19, which is a nine-page document on how we are going to deal with hygiene and so on and so forth. So we had to present that to the local authorities, and then they have given us a permit then to start training. Okay, well, we don't have the time, I think, to go through the full nine pages, but what would be the, the headline acts from that, John? Um, that would be, first of all, um, washing of the hands, keeping the distance, uh, coming to training already togged out, no use of the dress room and showers, and leaving training also on your own, not to take um, trains or buses if possible. Okay, so how do you define the word training in a social distance world? Well, I think actually, the players want to get back on the pitch as soon as possible. So I think they'll be there, there'll be a distance, there'll be a bit of banter, a bit of fun. And, you know, we're dealing mostly with junior clubs out here in Europe. So it wouldn't be maybe as serious as maybe senior clubs back in Ireland. But I think the most important thing is that they get back on the pitch again. And what sort of numbers would you be dealing with in, in Zurich alone? Well, tonight is just the first night, so they're just trying it out with five to ten or possibly fifteen uh, players. 
um, going forward in if it goes well tonight and they'll give the information to the other members and maybe the training then on Monday will have larger numbers. Very difficult for you to see into the future, John, but like again, your information is coming from right across Europe. Do you think that steps are speeding up in terms of training sessions, reopening that we'll see, as you said, Zurich on Friday night, but next week it could be Vienna, the week after it could be Slovenia, you know, as, as countries emerge quicker and quicker from their various states of lockdown? Yeah, we're hoping that. I mean, even Sweden, they didn't have a full lockdown. And uh, I was talking to Conor Mining up there in Malmo. They are allowed to do training of five, six uh, people together. They were just doing jogging for the moment, but they would be allowed to do it. But also they're a little bit apprehensive regarding the health issues. So they're not going at it, you know, at full speed at the moment. And, you know, we hate to mention the word money, but does, does something like this put a huge strain on the financial resources of individual clubs and of the European organization in general? Yeah, the wheel actually going forward, um, we won't be charging our full fees to clubs this year because uh, they also have their problems on the grounds. Uh, also, going back to Crow Park and the GA has also problems there going forward. But we'll accept that. I mean, we just have to get on with it and it's going to be a difficult year and please God, 2021 will be a better one. Okay. Now, finally, just, I suppose, to to compliment the organization, John, like there's been great work done in the last number of years. I've read about schools in France having some Gaelic games, being coached there. There is incredible appetite, it seems, for Gaelic games around Europe. Yeah, it's growing all the time, actually. We've got two uh, new clubs, and a new club started, uh, two new clubs in France this year. Uh, Strasbourg have started a new club, and then up in, Brit in Brittany, St. Colomb started, and we have a new team in Croatia called Croatian Celts. And what do you put all of this down to? Is it, is it expats who are flying the flag, or is it people who see Gaelic games, whether they're in Ireland or see it on television, and say, I'd like to be part of that? I think it's a bit of both. Uh, some clubs have expats and local people. Uh, the Strasbourg one is just local French people uh, with a few students coming in there as well from Ireland. San Colombo is just purely um, purely French players. And Croatia is a mix, mixture of Irish and uh, expats and local people as well. Okay, John, thank you so much for your time for uh, joining us on the podcast. Uh, I'm sure you'll have some uh, busy days weeks and, and months ahead but as you said hopefully it'll be all worthwhile and we'll be all uh, back on the field of play in the non too distant future thank you very much colin for having me on thanks again for joining us on the irish examiner sports podcast and don't forget you can read the full irish examiner and every supplement just as they are printed anytime anywhere on your phone your pc or your tablet using our e-paper. Just visit irishexaminer.com forward slash e-paper for all the details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, fresh. 